People, oh, it's gosh. supposed to be for fuck's sake. And the for fuck's it has an apostrophe S showing ownership of the sake. <laughs> for the sake of the for fuck's sake. It's not for I think sake. It's not for fuck's plural. Plural. It's not plural. Not multiple it's ownership. It's not multiple apostrophe okay. S. For f**k's sake. We plan the show as we do the show. That's the magic of the show. I'm just happy we're all here. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a step in the right direction. Do it. We plan it as we do it. So how was your how was your week generally, Dusty? Give me the rundown. Week was good. Week was very good. I my fence goes in tomorrow. They were gonna do it today, but that was not gonna work for the show because the dogs are gonna go ape shit with people building the fence in the backyard. So I was like, mm, let's do that tomorrow. Okay. Um, Nikki has decided that she is not a Harley passenger. She is a Harley driver. So. I had to go buy a practice motorcycle for her so we can like get her up and rolling and she can drop it and I don't give a fuck. And then once she gets that down, she'll go do her safety course and all that shit and then have to buy her bike. Damn. Yeah, that's what I did over the weekend. What what happened? You took her for one ride? She'd been on a couple and then she was just like, "Ah, I would like to ride. And then so... We talked about it, and I was like, all right, well, then this is what we should do. Go buy a bike. So I literally just jumped online real quick. The second place I looked at had a lowered Sportster, like an older one. Um, Nothing fancy. Just pick it up and roll. I went down there, asked the guy if he could just throw an engine guard on it, and I'd give him the price he wanted right there. He said yes. So pick it up this week, and we're going to be tearing up parking lots coming soon. So it's it's different when you've never been on a bike before. You have to like, you realize, oh shit, we got to start from like the beginning. Like I got my first bike when I was four, and then right, you know, first shifting bike when I was six. So it's like I figured out this morning because uh, my other buddy's getting one too, and uh, I was like, I got my first Harley twenty four years ago. So I'm like, yeah. I forget that a lot of shit you do, it's it's probably like, I mean, after you've been shooting guns or playing guitar, the basic stuff you don't even think about. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess this could be a lot to do on day one. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. And you know, especially you when you're five. Bike, two. What is her bike? Her bike weighs, what, like 600 pounds? I don't know what her bike yeah. weighs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's, so it's enough that, uh, that, you know, just get it rolling. <laughs> yeah, little fact. Driving a giant. Bike. She's driving a giant bomb. Is what she's driving. Yeah, yeah. So I actually internal combustion engine with the seat on it. <laughs> way to think That's, of it. There's actually there's a comedian that did a whole skit on that. He goes, imagine explaining a motorcycle the first time to someone. Yeah, he's like, you know, he goes, you know, he's explaining the whole brake. It's only got two wheels though, and it doesn't balance itself. And the guy's like. <laughs> Seems a little dangerous. So I'm assuming there's like airbags and a roll cage. Like, nope, nope, nothing. You sit on the engine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And inside the engine are all these explosions <laughs> happening that would actually destroy your entire house if they weren't contained. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it goes into it. goes, so really there's a piece of leather, leather between your crotch and an explosive device. 
I was like, ah, yes. it's valid. So, yeah, yep. so that's the plan for this week. There's going to be a lot of uh, scooting around uh, empty church parking lots. You know? No one, no one drives in a circle like Nikki. I, I, hey, as long as she's on two wheels the whole time, I'll be damn happy. <laughs> right, right. We, uh, we but, didn't hear about your, your experience so in Dubai. Because we we missed you last week. We got oh, I watched the show. You watched the show. Then you heard we, we even mentioned show. your code. But yeah, we we yeah, heard all about Ron's Ron's uh, experience there. And I tried to cover well, everything, my, Dusty. Yeah, yeah. My experience mirrored Ron's because we were there together. Believe it or not, um, the only thing is Ron is a real giver. On and not giver like he says giver in the gym. This is like he's giving because he didn't even mention the fact that people just walk around barefoot in the fucking bathrooms over there. Ooh, holy shit! Yeah, that's a lot of like questionable cleanliness issues that were really well, affecting me. And and, and I did what any good friend would though. Ron is a, he's sitting there in the booth, minding his business, enjoying life. And I'd see something disgusting and I'd bring it back to him because I know it bothers him more than me. <laughs> it didn't even really bother you. You were just trying there, to get a rise out feet. of him. So there was some bare feet in the bathroom. Okay. Because uh, there was like competitors bathroom. walking around. And they, so, you know, competitors walking around with their tan on and they got their posing trunks. Like imagine a classic guy's just running to take a piss. But he didn't have flip-flops on or anything. He just walked right into the bathroom, took a piss in bare feet and like walked out. <laughs> and... I just I like this is an expo bathroom and I will I'll hand it to them. The bathrooms over there are a lot cleaner because okay. they they have someone in there cleaning the whole time. Okay. Like there's a guy with a mop, he's wiping everything down after you use it. It so it's but still like it's an expo. So like it's so busy. There's there's piss all over the floor like you know he hasn't mopped that area in 15 minutes. So yeah. 20 guys have gone piss or 30 guys have gone piss and and, you know, guy comes out of the stall in bare feet. So, like, it was just, yeah, that's rough. I can't handle bare feet in public. I just can't handle it. Maybe he wore Crocs, but he knew you guys were there. Unless you're in Australia and you're walking yeah. on the sidewalk. That's fine. Like, I remember in Australia, guys had come in <laughs> off the beach. In yeah. McDonald's, off the beach. Yeah. With, like, no shirt, no shoes, nothing. But no one cares then because it's, like, there's sand everywhere. And it's, it's, all, it's all kind of outdoors. Yeah, you know that's different. This different. That's different. This is this walking is through part. someone's piss and shit. Okay, so yeah. there's that. Yeah, it was weird. And see, Scott, you laugh because I say shit, yeah. but you got to remember, they've got that device like you have to spray off your dishes next to your sink. They got that oh. for your ass crack there. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. talking about a bidet. So when you walk into the when you walk into a stall, yeah, you there's got fucking the... water everywhere. There's water on the seat, on this toilet, on the wall, on the floor. Holy so yeah, it's like if there's water in all of those places, there's shit in all of those places, too, so in my mind. If you're in bare feet, you could walk in that bathroom and just, like, run and slide across the floor. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, that's the only thing I had to add to his story because I felt like that was important because someone asked, were there any bare feet in the gym? And I'm like, no, but there were bare feet in the fucking bathroom. Huh. So I noticed that I noticed that yeah, like that was a big gym and it was really busy. No one was in flip flops at all. So they, it no. might actually be. I'm not sure if maybe that actually is something that is a rule because they didn't see a single maybe person just, who didn't have like shoes on. Huh. 
I feel like I have a more complete version of the story now, thanks to Dusty. Thank yeah. you. As to yeah. what Dubai and did. and I do have to I do have to hand it to him. The bathrooms at the gym were very clean because they have that guy in there the whole time. That's his job. Huh. He just cleans up after yep. every single person. So like you'd wash your hands and, yeah. and and go to the air dryer, and he'd come by and wipe the counter where you were just washing your hands. Yeah. So like they're right. It's like a high end restaurant, but except for there's no mints. This is at the Columbia. gym, and there was a guy at the yeah. expo doing that too. Yeah, they had people at the expo, but the expo was like not as well staffed and it was slower. But there was someone in there who was like cleaning every seemed like every, you know, fifth time I went in there, there was a guy mopping. So it wasn't like they were always in there like the gym, but they were very actively cleaning the bathrooms, which is contrast to the Arnold in Columbus, where the (laughs) bathrooms don't seem to get tended to even once a day, like not even once a day. Like you go in there, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday and it's. Like the health department would shut the bathroom down. Yeah, none of the toilets work yeah. anymore. It's just all no, blown there's an out. inch of piss on the floor. You're just hoping that you have your, you know, your thick enough sold runners on that it doesn't soak in the side of your fucking shoe. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand missing in a urinal. By the way, <clears throat> you can get right up on that shit. Yeah. You, yeah. It doesn't. Does no. No matter. You just get in there a little bit. They also have weird urinals all over the world. By the way, I really enjoy that. Really. In, yeah, in France, they I have like like square urinal. urinals. Okay. I, I like the urinals yeah. in uh, in Dubai. They were like really wide and big, and you could almost like stand in them. And really? they were like yeah. really deep, deep. Yeah. They were big urinals, and there was no splatter. They were well made. No yeah. splash. No splashback. That's the no worst. Splatter. I no had splatter. Good angle on the back. The sink <laughs> at the hotel in uh, Manchester. No, excuse me, Liverpool. I had never seen this before. The, the The plug of the sink was closed. And I know that eventually that's got to open. If I'm washing my face, washing my hands, like that water is going to eventually have to drain. And I find so there's water in it before I figure this out. And I'm messing with this and like I can't get it to pop up. And like I'm at a point where like I'm looking for a screwdriver in my bag and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to call down. And then I looked down it and I saw the name of the brand. So I I did like a search on my phone, like, how do you use this sink? And it turned out that the valve turned. So it's like there's like a Mm -hmm. rod through the middle of it. And I'd never seen one of those. And I was like, if you're pushing right in the middle of it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, yeah, you might press it down. It popped back. No. Yeah. Like I said, I was like looking for a screwdriver. I'm about to take this thing apart. (laughs) That's funny because it was like, oh. <laughs> I, I wish you would have called someone up. Yeah. <laughs> I almost someone comes up to your room, they're like, they push on it, yeah. just look at you. I, I almost did the and same thing, Scott. My sink was filling up in yeah. Dubai. Like first night, I was brushing, and I'm like, how do I? And I'm looking for the little button that you push. Yeah. To, I'm like, is it under you know, there? Pop or, the you know, up. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, fuck, how dumb am I? Like sometimes you turn something <laughs> or pop, right? Up, and I'm looking all around the sink, and I'm actually thinking, do I have to like call somebody? Yeah, yeah. And then I thought, I know your pain. I was like, "Fuck, let me." Can I'm even trying to hook it with my fingers to lift it? I just can't. (laughs) And and then I I, and then I just go pop, just push down in the middle, and it springs up like an inch, and all the water drains. I'm like, ah. I wonder how many people have called though in that situation. That just I'm from a different country, and this is just impossible for me. Yes. Just immediately assume you're American and helpless. Help the idiot American yeah. upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. We get this from your all people right. all the time. I yeah, know. it's fine. You I guys know. are dumb. I, I can't um, believe we. I can't believe we spent any time talking about that at all. But we did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You left it out. It's your fault. It should have been last episode, but you. Yeah, it was no, important stuff. It was important stuff. Like I said, now I feel like I have a more complete picture of Dubai experience. Thank you. Yes. Very clean bathrooms, but bare feet in the bathroom. So it's like. It's no good. You just can't win, Scott. You can't win. No Crocs there, though. None. Well. Yeah, I didn't see a single pair of Crocs. What so would have been better, so, the Crocs or the bare feet? Because I'm thinking Crocs those guys could have used sure. some, some Crocs at that Crocs time. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an time. argument. I mean, as long as you had the proper emojis fine. plugged into them. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 A no yeah. shit sign or something. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you have YouTube questions, Scott. I do. And also, I saw that Eduardo Correa made an fantastic comeback this weekend. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I was yes. talking to Chris. Oh, you were talking to Chris about it? I was yeah, listening to Chris I, talk I, about it on Heavy Muscle, but I didn't get to really like actually talk to Chris. Same what thing. Say? Same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, same thing. He just, I, 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 he put up that one video. He said um, it was before the show and it was Eduardo's back, I guess. That was his, that was what he wrote. Yeah. Eduardo was back, I guess, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, I thought, oh shit, he looks good. So I just messaged him, um, you know, like Eduardo looks really good. And then he just said, uh, um, he will win. This will be epic comeback to that's, the O we go. And that was before cool. the show. And it was <laughs> no like kidding. a good show too. Yeah. He will win. This will be an epic comeback to the O we go. And then fuck, he did, you know? Yeah. So pretty cool. Good to see. How old's Eduardo now? Like 40, 40 something. His, his physique has not aged an ounce somehow. Like yeah. he could stand with himself from the last time he was on stage and be just fine. How many injuries has he had? He tore his tricep. He tore his oh hamstring. God. He, he tore his ham or something. He tore both triceps, actually, I think. Both um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then I don't know what this big one was, but this most recent yeah, one was like a wheelchair for a while. The end. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts because I watched the little videos that <clears throat> that they put up showing like he was in the gym in a wheelchair trying to get rolling. And they were kind of telling him like, "Get fucked, it's over." Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> get so, fucked. It's disagreed. over. <laughs> Maybe not in those words, but <laughs> he, I don't, I don't speak their language, but. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 disagreed. he politely disagreed. Yeah. 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 So well, that, that shifts everything at the Olympia, though. Think about the 212 class now. Is he going to do the yeah, I mean, 212, it, right? I mean, so yeah. It's yeah. Like, what, what's he going to. That, that puts him top three immediately. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. I don't know. The Olympia is going to be crazy. Someone told me there's now like, like 50 guys in classic or something like that. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. Someone just told me the other day the number, and I was like, what? Because we just talked about it, and it was like there was like 30-plus in the Open and 30-plus in the 212. So I haven't looked at the classic list, but it's fucking apparently humongous. It's going to be a crazy so, show. <clears throat> we pr should probably also add that uh, Drea Shaw smoked the wings of strength again. She got another <laughs> I mean, car, too. Yeah, be being that she's uh, the mutant queen, I thought we should mention that she uh, – 
she also did it very quietly. Like her name wasn't on the list. Hmm. And I was going to reach out because I was like, something happened. I saw nothing on her page and she wasn't like responding to what people were tagging her. Yeah. And I was like, man, I wonder. And then she just showed up and did what she does. And, you know, now she has a new truck, which I've already tried to convince her. Do, do not sell this truck. You need this. You live in Michigan. Yeah. You need a diesel 2500 truck. I feel it. The truck soul. makes the most sense. Like the cool sports cars that she has, they're great. But our roads here are like the worst roads you could possibly ever imagine. Dirt roads would probably be better because the it like it expands and contracts with the weather. There are potholes. I've known people to literally blow their tires out on like a regular car, let alone like something with ground effects with like, you know, zero inch clearance. So the truck, it makes right. sense. The, the cars, Same. they're good for like 30 days out of the year. And that's it. Yeah, right. I've, I've in heard certain that, roads in certain areas of town. No, like everywhere, yeah, man. Like the freeway. The freeway. Just like period the freeway. It's terrible, dude. It's the worst. Plus, I think it's Detroit. So there's like I think there's money that's going towards fixing the roads that doesn't really get the roads fixed kind of situation yeah, yeah, going shame. on. Yeah. 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 Right. politics at work. Yeah, exactly. They're like, ah, one more pothole's not gonna be noticeable. Yeah, right, right. But I did have right. a, a bunch of listener questions though. If you do you guys want to get rolling with those or what are you thinking? Yeah, we can do that. List. All right. Um, there was a bunch of actually. Okay, I'm just gonna throw this one out there because it's it's totally. Well, this is gonna hurt some people's feelings. I have a feeling it's a, it's a, it's a, several people have given us overrated, underrated. We'll probably come back yes. to some more, but here are three from Austin: The Beatles, Will Ferrell, New Year's resolutions, and In and Out. Ooh. All right. Well, the Beatles to me are actually, they're not, they're, they, I still will call them underrated, but not as musicians, but as a movement, you know, because they kind of changed the game, so to speak. So I can't, I would love to use Scott's accurately rated, um, but you can't because some of us actually make choices around here. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm actually going to go underrated because I refuse. I'm going to say underrated because I refuse to call the Beatles overrated. But again, it's it's not based on the music to me. It's just that they kind of transcended the ages. I mean, the fact that we're talking about them now is, is nuts. Yeah, that's okay. true. You guys go. You got to go on your uh, your Beatles now. We'll we'll do them one at a time. So. So I always think, because it's hard to do these, like, do we say accurately rated? And then you think, like, to me, how are they rated? (laughs) It's not an option, Ron. (laughs) No, no, it's not an option, right? So you have to commit. So my my rule that I use for all the over-underrated is how is it currently rated? You know what I mean? I try to forget about my my previous years and how it used to be thought of or whatever, and I try to just think, like, people now. Yeah, true. So... Having having look at it that way, people right now, I, I would say the Beatles are underrated because a lot of the like an entire generation of people have hardly heard them at all. So they don't realize how impactful they were. Like they were like complete. They were a complete revolution of music like they were they were, you know, the 90s grunge movement times 10. Yeah, they were like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it was it was a, it was the entire world was completely captured by them. And they they did all this stuff that other bands hadn't done. And they were the kings of 
like melody and harmony like their songs were so catchy that like it just it just people just couldn't help themselves they were they were just they were like one of those kind of magic in a bottle where these four creative guys came to came to well three three plus ringo I'm just kidding. The drummer never gets any credit. But, but these 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 uh, these guys came together. They had a if you know the story of the Beatles, the producer was like the fifth member of the Beatles, their manager, and um, and they just you know they changed absolutely everything. Like you know, just think of like it's I like I love to think of the butterfly effect. You know, I love to think how would mm-hmm. the world be if one thing hadn't happened? And I think like you know if the Beatles hadn't happened you know, would we even have like heavy metal now? Like, would we have like, how different would music be? You can't remove them. There's bands you can remove, right? There's lots of bands you could remove and the music goes on around them. But the Beatles, if you remove them, you're looking at like different presidents, different, different cultural movements, move like entire does the Star Wars saga get made? Like they, it, would, it would, it would affect, they would affect everything, like yeah. every single thing. It would be like it's similar to Elvis. Like remove Elvis, how different is is the future? Yeah. You know. So oh, that's God, my yeah. take on the Beatles. I'm not a massive fan of the Beatles, like, but I have purposely listened to a lot of their music because there's just been so many things said about them by artists that I really like. You know, like I remember. One of my favorite Beatles quotes about the Beatles is when Oasis was first getting really big and someone said to Noel Gallagher, they were like, you know, people say you're just ripping off the Beatles. And he's like, well, of course we're ripping off the Beatles. They played all the chords already. What are we supposed to do? Invent chords? (laughs) (laughs) All of us are. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, we're all doing it. It's like they, they already did everything. The Beatles did everything. There's nothing left to do. Of course we're ripping them off. Next question. Yeah. So. It's kind of funny, you know. I, I'm with you guys 100%. I, I'm, I don't listen to them anymore, but I, as a kid, I really got into the Beatles. Like, And I'm talking young. And I, I, my dad was really into the Beatles, and I started listening to his albums. And I worked my way from the end, the last albums, to the beginning. And it was I listened right. to Abbey Road first, and then I listened to the White so Album. So you went backwards through the acid, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Started on the other side of the acid. That's yeah. beautiful. Started on the other side. Then of the Sergeant acid. Peppers, okay. and and it was it was good because like my dad was such a big fan, and my dad was a musician. He grew up. Uh, he was a singer, and he he grew up in bands. Like he was playing in bars from the time he was a kid. Like he was thirteen years old, and he was his band was playing in bars. But uh, so he was a huge Beatles fan, and so I I learned a lot about them from him and he was a big mm-hmm. uh paul mccartney fan I, I was a little bit more of a lennon fan in his style but really it was the magic of the two of them they're writing together so i would say personally i liked them a lot i liked them a lot i still respect them a lot but i, I don't really listen yeah. to them anymore and yeah you know it's kind of like elvis that we can't really imagine what the world would be like if that hadn't happened. I'm totally with you. you now I, I could keep saying stuff, but it would just be re- repeating what you're saying, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 what album do you remember? Which album you liked the best? Abbey road. I think that was their best record. I think that was one of the best albums of all time by anybody, honestly. And it was just the way that the record goes from song to song is the way it goes from song to song, the relationships between how John wrote 
in the way that Paul wrote and the way that they interwove it together. There were earlier examples where like this was a real John heavy peer section and then this would be a real Paul heavy section. But by the time you got to Abbey Road, they blended it together so perfectly. So there was that. If there's anything to not comment on, it would be Let It Be was kind of a shitty record if you ask me and that came out after they were after they were done from what i understand yeah that was their that was their technically their last record but it, yeah it together anymore and i'm sure it's they made funny, a lot of money know? with it too <laughs> you know also the beatles were only technically together for nine years really and um that's the reason why seinfeld wanted to end the show on season nine you're kidding me he said he said, well, the Beatles did nine years and I can't see any reason to go longer than the Beatles. <laughs> There's another no. Ronism, everyone. That's pretty good. That's yeah. a good one. But there you go. Like that just shows like how impactful they were. Like Seinfeld. Yeah. Nothing to do with music, but, you know, just in the culture of how he thought and everything like that. So, yeah, I'm looking at their discography right now. Yeah. First album was 63. Last album was 70. Wow. They weren't around that long. You know? Wild. Just kind of like bang. So yeah, interesting. Good good one. What's next? Will Farrell? Yep. Yes. Scott, you got to start it this time. I would be hard pressed to think that any of us would think that Will Farrell was overrated and that is my that is my statement. <laughs> <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah, he's he's awesome, and like I said again, like you know, uh, is is Will Ferrell almost less known to the younger kids? Like, do twenty year olds know Will Ferrell as well as we do? I don't think they do. No, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe he needs to punch out like old school two or a couple more like you know, kind of classic era movies bring, right now and just bring it back he has bring a back podcast. frank the tank he has right? a podcast there's the i listen to it it's called the ron burgundy podcast it's pretty damn oh, no good way. yeah yeah and he, <laughs> he's just he doing his he interviewing people yeah they interview people sometimes they interview good people he has carolina as his assistant and she's kind of like the straight man and and he's just funny as hell he'll be like you know this program is brought to you by the Cadillac Eldorado. The Cadillac Eldorado is just the, you know, like I you I ride my Cadillac every day. <laughs> you know, it's just funny is as hell. Cadillac even paying him or is he just doing you know, a bit? He gets good ones. He has like McDonald's and stuff like that. So he'll oh, be like, okay. get yourself a Big Mac. And he's just like doing it super round. He just he stays in character the whole time. So it's funny. Oh no way. Oh shit. Oh, so he stays in character as Ron Burgundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, okay. It's hilarious, dude. And yeah, they interview people. Sometimes they interview good people, which is like, you know. And he's Ron Burgundy. And he as Ron Burgundy, yeah. Uh, yeah. They've even done like, awesome. a live podcast where like they'll they'll do it on tour. So there's been like the last the last season, I think, was doing interviews, but they do it live. And so people buy tickets to come and see him do his thing. And it's just like, you know, it's like a late night show kind of thing. It's cool. I um, one of my favorite things he ever did was was you know how he he kind of looks like the drummer uh, Chad from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen him do the drum off with the drummer from the Chili Peppers? I never have. No. Oh, because they look very similar. Like, yeah. People joke that Chad, the drummer from Chili's, is like Will Ferrell's lookalike. No kidding. So 
they did this bit on Conan once where they both came on and they're both sitting at drum kits and they're both wearing the same t-shirt. They both have their hat on backwards, just like Chad from the Chili's and, and they do a drum off and Will can play the drums. Okay. So he kind of not as good as Chad, obviously, sure. but so they do like a drum off. Right. And then Chad's like doing a thing and then he sends it over to Will and Will, and then it gets to the point where it gets to the point where they're obviously dubbing in Will's drums because he can't keep up, yeah, right? So it just gets hilarious. And it was one of my favorite bits he ever did was like, and he's done a few things with Chad from the Chili Peppers because they look similar. They look like they can look the same if they try. That's cool. So, yeah, it's pretty. You can look it up on YouTube. It's funny as shit. All right, okay. how about New Year's resolutions? resolutions? Yeah, that's the next one. That's an obvious one to me. Overrated beyond belief. Super. I've never even once really even like thought of the concept in my own head as something I would actually do or make. All right. Like it's never really crossed my mind. This is where I'm going head to head with you guys. I'm going head to head with two. (laughs) He's cleaning the glasses off. (laughs) He's getting serious. He's like, like, well, let me, gentlemen, let me tell you guys a little story. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I, I, I don't right, know a Scott. single person that says, I love New Year's resolutions. I don't know a single person. And for that reason alone, I think that they're underrated. I think that there are a lot of people that do New Year's resolutions that are totally half-ass. I started doing them when I when I quit working my day job as a way to measure my progress every year. So I say to myself, like, what are the things that I want to achieve this year? I kind of make them into like, that's my resolution. It's like every year I stop and I reevaluate and I say, okay, you know, what are the things I want to do? Like this year has been, you know, get married and get, you know, all the, the immigration stuff taken care of. Like that's been the big thing that, and I wanted to do more stuff to monetize the podcast. And I've really been, you know, I, I've really been making those things happen. So I would say for me, at least I think that they're underrated because they can be of value, but there are too many people that give New Year's resolutions a bad name because they're like, this is the year I'm going to get in shape, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, a, that's the thing, though, is it comes to it – only, it only works if you're serious about it because, for example, I've already been talking to some guys that I help uh, in bodybuilding and beyond – and my thought process is different because if you're true, like, for example, you say you have a business and your goal is to make 2023 better than 2022. If you start on January 1st, you're already behind because to make January better than last January, that ball already has to be rolling. Yeah. You start your 2023 in the fourth quarter of 2022, if you're serious, yeah. you just do. Like that's how it works because realistically, the momentum that you're already building, your 2022 is already decided. It might come up a little with these new things, but you're planting seeds for the following year. So anyone who's serious about like making big goals, I always make, um, not always, but like this year I have a, a number goal in my head that I want to achieve financially. And that is starting now because it's the only way for me to achieve it is to have three months of priming so that, like I said, January 2nd, I always say is the day that people come back to earth. Yeah. The ball's already rolling, you know? So definitely my advice, if you're somebody who's going to do that, if you're waiting and trying to figure out what you're doing and even waiting to start, there's your other sign. You're not serious because 
If it was really your goal for next year, you wouldn't say, and, and as soon as I'm done fucking off for the next three months, yeah, I'm going to get down. It's like, what? No. Yeah. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I, I agree. Um, I just, I just never put any effort into it, but maybe I'm the loser here. Maybe I could be more of a winner <laughs> if I set these New Year's resolution goals. You know, I've got to start thinking with an open mind, Scott. I'm going to reevaluate. But I don't disagree with you on the New Year's resolutions because to me it's not a resolution. It's just what I'm doing in 12 months. Yeah. That's why it doesn't right. wait. You know what I'm saying? Because I decided literally before the start of the fourth quarter the goal for next year. It was simple. You know, you look at your taxes, you look at your money, you look at what you did to do that, and you say what has to be done to beat that, especially if you want to do it substantially, and you have to get rolling. So it's it's really not a resolution. It's just that in our, you know, government, our years are calendar. So, you know, that's that's right. the only difference. But Dusty does Dusty does things. When is when is Christmas for you, Dusty? Since you don't wait for events. He's going to exactly. Have well, well, actually, it'll be it'll be two or three days before, I'm sure, because as soon as presents are showing, there there'll be the hey, can we open those now? And I'm the one that goes, fuck yeah, it, yeah. go ahead. I want to sleep in tomorrow. I got to sleep till at least six. Yeah. Dusty has no use, no use for like tradition, no use. I I don't even wind my watch. Actually, that's a true story. It is not uh, quarter to one right now. Oh god, my watch thinks it is. All right, yeah. so last one in this round here is In-N-Out Burgers. Absolutely overrated. And I love In-N-Out, but it's overrated. It is overrated. It, it, I don't see how they can have a line around the fucking building. And I lived a mile from one, and every time I, and I go there, it's not like I don't dislike them, but it's not some magical thing. It's a fucking burger. So overrated. Yeah, I remember, I remember you know, back in the mythical um, – when the Olympia was at the Mandalay Bay, you know, that whole like first time going to Vegas for the Olympia, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. Like mm -hmm. oh two, oh three, like those I remember everyone was like, gotta go to In and Out. Cause this was like In and Out at the time was like a mythical Vegas thing that wasn't really anywhere else, you know, and all these other burger joints hadn't popped up. We didn't have fat burger, we didn't have five guys, we didn't have, you know, it was like fast mm -hmm. food. And then there was this place called In and Out. That was like, you know, for the cool kids that went to Vegas, you know, and I remember everyone rushing there to eat. Yeah. And being like, huh, this is just, these are just like cheeseburgers. I don't know. They're good burgers, yeah, but yeah, yeah good burgers, but it wasn't like, you know, you know what I mean? I remember the first time I went to Fat Burger in Vegas, yeah. I was much mm -hmm. more impressed because it was different. Like, you know, that just the way the front is run was different. I remember I tapped the guy, I tipped the guy and he's like, fat tip, you know, and they're like yelling and they had that whole culture. It was like different. It was more like a restaurant you go sit at your table and yeah, you know, wait for your burger. And they weren't fast burgers. They were like, like it's like slow fast food, you know, like that, yes. that middle genre that sort of like crept in where it makes you feel like the food's more quality because it takes like five <laughs> minutes longer. They actually have right. to cook it, you know, they're not pre-cooked. So there's that extra feeling that you're getting like, you know, I don't know, good quality meat. I don't know. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly what I know. Yeah. We're going to serve exactly. burgers, but we're going to take a little longer. Yeah. So they're going to think, this is a fresh burger. <laughs> yeah. I know. 
Valid. What's next, Scott? Yeah, and I had no opinion on that one because I've only eaten In-N-Out once, and it's when I was in contest prep or, like, just finished the show. It was, like, the night of the contest after it was over. So, like, you can't really qualify how good something is when you eat it that night, you know? No, your opinion is invalid. Yes. All right. Keith asks us uh, the pendulum squat, the hack squat, the leg press, which is y'all opinion is the most superior and why um, had to throw the word in y'all because Scott loves so much when I get to say it. He's from Kentucky. Yeah. Every time somebody says y'all, I enjoy the fact that I get to say what's y'all's opinion. There we go. I like superior. Good y'all, but you got to be the right person. Like I normally can't do it yeah. unless I'm reading I, it. You know I, what I mean? I think it's really sweet when a girl says y'all to me, like, "Oh, y'all, so funny up there." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's so sweet." <laughs> or you know, they say it sounds so nice. Yeah. It, now, now, <laughs> now, y'all to to most people they think y'all's like super southern, right? Yeah. Right. So is that yeah. what it generally is? Like Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, like they say y'all. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. Who else? Anybody All in the South, South yeah, Carolina? Exactly. I mean, where I am, that's absolutely normal. Yeah. Usually oh, they okay. uh, take a toothpick out of their mouth first, and then they say, "How y'all doing?" Male you know, I really got it. I really got a kick out of all the feedback, all the all the chit chat about the jammer. Oh yeah! That really, oh yeah! That was it was everything. I didn't realize there was so much chatter in the. I just, I was blown away. It was like all this over a jammer. Yeah. You know? Almost gave you a jammer, realizing that. There were Canadians that hadn't heard of a jammer before. Yeah, so now I'm wondering how regional that is. I wonder, too. You know, are they out east? You know, yeah, is it just me out here? I don't know. One guy said he was from the same area that you were from, and he had never heard of a jammer. So there is that. Doesn't hang around bodybuilders and powerlifters. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not around enough people that are having heart attacks all the time. What happened to Dave? Ah, Dave had a jammer. This Wife's guy, not too happy about it. One rep at a time training actually said, oh, that's the wrong one. We never even oh, answered that question. Hold yet. on a second, though. Hold on a second, though. He He's said, just uh, as a licensed medical professional, never heard of Jammer, but I am 100% stealing this when I'm in a chat with patients. <laughs> <laughs> I like where that Bob, went. You got to get this cholesterol up. You don't want to be having a Jammer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it brings him down to like a human level if he does that. I back yeah, that. Relatable, you know. Yeah. yeah, all his bedside um, mannerism uh, remarks on Yelp are going to go way up. For sure. Scott just left. He's had enough of us. Yeah, just abandon the show. He's like, these guys can't just stick to the question I put God. on the screen. I put these <laughs> questions spoke. up. They can't stick to them. I'm out of here. I came okay. back. He just realized that he needed us. I forgot we're doing a podcast. Right. No, the dogs are barking. But yeah, that question was, uh, was it pendulum squat? Leg press, yeah. leg press and hack squat, which is the best in y'all. You go opinion. first, Dusty. Well, there's not actually a correct answer. Um, I would here's what'll shock people. I would actually argue if I could only have one, it would be a leg press because I can use it more ways. I can easily do huh. single leg work, <clears throat> other stuff. Now, if we're not getting into that bullshit, then I would absolutely do a hack or a pendulum. I like pendulum best because I find that 
most people can do a pendulum squat without knee issues with their feet in some position. Whereas I know a lot of people, it doesn't matter what hack we put them on, their knees are screaming for some reason. So, yeah. yeah. And personal preference, I just love the pendulum because it does not lie to you. Hmm. You put a plate on it, you fucking know it went on there. You know, it's uh, that's why that's why I created that name, the Humbler, for it because I would watch people thinking it was a fucking leg press or a hack, and they'd start out with like two plates. I'm like, ooh, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> watch them get pegged on the first rep. You're like, ah, I'll come help you. Yeah, <laughs> I see you've never used this before. Maybe you didn't notice. Remember the old days, Ron, when they used to have a counterbalance? You could put one on the front to make it lighter than the actual yeah. machine itself. Yeah, because some people to warm up, they needed to zero it out. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I always like that feature. I, but yeah. It's it's a good question. I think of it two ways, kind of like Dusty. What's the most um versatile piece? Well, the most versatile mm-hmm. piece is the leg prep. You know, you could do calves on it, you could do single legs, you could do glute ham, you know, high foot stuff. You can put your feet low. We do all sorts of stances and stuff and play with the back a bit. So it's the most versatile. But as far as just getting like big, big legs and quads, like if you think about quads, I would think the hack would be the most useful because if you wanted to change the strength curve to be more like a pendulum, you could easily just band it. Right. Because right. if, you know, the pendulum's already built on a, on a, on a real flat strength curve. So, you know, yeah. as you come up and get stronger, it gets heavier. So yeah. that's why when people add a band to the pendulum, they're actually exaggerating the strength curve. They're not flattening it. Hmm. They're actually making it even more severe. So now it's super light at the bottom and super heavy at the top. And there's a point when that gets like non um, optimal too. If you, band a pendulum squat then you have to be aware that you might have to take so much weight off of it in order to lock it out that the bottom half of the rep is easy as shit hmm. so yep. you can over band something and so people who band the pendulum uh, sometimes don't realize that you know it's, it's already on a banded strength curve right it gets right. heavier as you get stronger so um if you wanted to do that to a hack you could just band band it or you could do it without the bands just feel it normally um, and then it's very, it's pretty quad specific, no matter where you put your feet, but you can definitely True. dig into the glutes on it. If you put them higher and wider, I don't know. The hack would be probably, I'd say, probably say if you're, if your goal is just big quads and you want a good versatile, solid machine, I would go with the hack. But if you're, if your goal is like overall variety and you already have a squat rack, then I would get a leg press, but the pendulum I love now, especially because it's so easy on my body because it's already built on that strength curve and I find it just nothing hurts. And yeah, I actually had a great session the other day. I know it doesn't sound like a lot of weight for a lot of people, but I went up to four plates on the pendulum. Nice. For me, for me, especially being a taller guy, like, you know, I get right out there on that lever. Yeah, um, you're way of being a taller guy. It's like pretty good weight for me. I think the strongest I ever was was five plates on the pendulum. So it's not like I'm too far off so i was pretty happy just feeling that out and not having anything hurt so it's good all right and i'm with you guys i have nothing really to add to that one so i'm moving on um did you have a weight class uh, a weight or a weight class in mind that you wanted to reach before competing 
Oh, got it. it. Took me a second to follow the question. No, I started competing because I needed to know if I liked bodybuilding. Huh. So it was literally like, I want to, you know, I saw a show. It was after I was done with playing hockey. I needed somewhere to put my competitive efforts. And I walked into a gym and there was a sign for a show. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And I just wanted to go through the process and see if I even enjoyed it. And I had no, I'd never been to a show. I had zero understanding of what I was or was not bringing to the show. Um, but I wanted to do the process. So my advice to a lot of people now, which I think actually differs from most people in my position is I tell people to compete as soon as possible because it's not about winning. It's about deciding if you love bodybuilding or if you love working out and there's a big difference. So if you do a prep and you love the prep and the whole process, then you love bodybuilding. And if you hate it, then you still love lifting. You like eating and like being huge, but competing is not something you need to worry about, you know? So that's always been my advice because I actually hated the process the entire way. I could not understand for the life of me why anyone would do it. And then I competed and I realized that it was kind of like Rob Bailey talks about getting on a, a, a like a brutal cardiovascular exercise or something. And when you get done completing it, you immediately are like you slayed a fucking dragon. And I became addicted, not to the stage, but to starting that process and finishing it. So like I told Ron before, it was, it was never about the stage. I could have stopped every single show in my hotel room the morning of. I could have looked in the mirror and said, damn, all right, this is the best I've ever been. Let's go eat. Right. Um, I forgot what the question was. And I was 186 in my first show, class by the way. In mind. Were you really? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah, we, I never we, had we a weight class. class. Yeah. What, what, what did you say, Dusty? I missed what you said. You like cut out on my end about weight. Class. Oh, I didn't say that. I would just say, I, no, it's just, I said that my first show was 186, but I didn't even know that there was a class for that. I didn't know what it meant. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, my first show, I was 200 pounds when I was a junior. So I was already a heavyweight, technically. So I never, ever thought about weight class. I never had to make weight once, you know. I never had to worry about weight class. It never even crossed my mind because I was always going to be a, a super heavyweight, you know. Like I went to my first nationals as a heavyweight, and I weighed in as a heavyweight. And then the next morning, they told us, oh, the heavyweight class was so big that we decided to finally add a super heavyweight class. Huh. And you've been moved into the super heavyweight class. So here's your new number. So I just, that's just how it went. I was just always in the supers or whatever. So it, it was never a thing. You know, I feel bad for guys that have to drop all this weight to make weight classes. Like, you know, they're, they're waking up 201 and they got to be 198 at the weigh in. So they got to take, you know, not eat anything all day. And, you know, oh, yeah. try to, you know, not drink a thing just to make weight. I never had to do any of that, you know? Yeah. So spoiled. I like your what perspective you, on that, Dusty. I like your perspective that like, you know, just get in there. Cause I, I think too, what I found is that once you, okay. So I've seen people that put it off and they're like, well, I don't want to compete yet. I need to do more. I need to do more. And then a, a year becomes two years becomes five years and you might never get that opportunity. So my thought is, is like, just get in there and do it. And then what I found is, is that once you do compete, if you enjoy it and you want to keep doing it, it's a great motivation. You know, like my motivation mm -hmm. to compete uh, was that I looked around the gym when I got 
when I got serious, I looked around the gym and I saw people that looked better than me and I achieved to like, okay, I, I, I could probably achieve like what that guy has done. And then I could, I eventually reached that. And then one day I saw mm -hmm. a guy who just looked insane and like he looked three dimensional and somebody told me that <laughs> that guy competes. And I was like, holy shit, I want to get to look like that. So if I need to then, like, if it's the outside catalyst that helps me to push myself so that I can look like that guy does, then I want to compete. And that's when I decided to compete. So it didn't have anything to do with a weight class. It was just like I saw it as a tool that I could use, an outside catalyst to help me to, you know, push myself as far as I could. I have to, I have to mm -hmm. add something that has nothing to do with the question because of what you just said. It just reminded me. So the first USAs I ever went to um, – was the one that uh, Troy Alves won, yeah, and Marcus like Haley took second in the heavies. But uh, I'm sitting in the show with the guy who used to own the the supplement store that I bought, and um, he was a great bodybuilder actually. And we're sitting behind this guy that's just wide as can be, just big, tall, black guy, just massive. And he and he nudges me and he goes, "Before you're on this stage, you got to be ready to stand with that guy." Yeah. And I looked and I'm just thinking like I'm shaking my head and it was do you guys remember Sean Allen? Big Sean Allen, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I competed so against I Sean saw, Allen. Did you? I so I see this and I'm thinking, fuck, like that's that's insane, but he's right. Like in order to do this. So the first year I did the USAs, I beat Sean Allen and sent him that picture. That's I cool. was like I took fifth, he took tenth. And he just laughed because he knew it immediately. Like, I didn't even explain it. I just sent a picture, and it just had the the flex uh, placings. And he immediately circled it and sent it back. And I'm like, there it is. But it's just one of those reminders. I just remember seeing him backstage, and I knew I'd beat him. I'm like, oh, I remember you. You, you were funny. you were you were the thing I was shooting for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's cool. That's wild. Cool. All right, this one's not okay. a question, but it's a good comment. Um, it's from IFBB Pro, Natalia Coelho. She oh, says, awesome. no question, but commenting to show some love to you guys. Love the show and always watching and supporting here. She's fantastic. Awesome. She's Yeah, she's great. Um, let's it's, see. It's, uh, it's, it's good to hear that. When people say they watch the show, I'm always like, what? I thought it was just these bots <laughs> watching the show. Yeah, I thought it was just a number that happened on the YouTube. Yeah. You, know? you wouldn't believe how many times I had to turn this on and off to count it as a, show, as a watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching the Netflix documentary about the female bodybuilder that killed her husband on Valentine's Day, and she kept pronouncing it Valentine's Day with an M, and it annoyed the shit out of me. What word that people often mispronounce bothers you the most? Okay, this That's guy funny. is amazing and my best friend, so okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. I know John very well. That would annoy me too. I haven't With watched Valentine's. that documentary yet, but I guess it just showed up on Netflix. Everyone's been telling me to check it out. It's good so far. You know? We watched like the first the first one. It's like a three-part. We watched one of them. Now, so what far. year was that again? Like 95? Yeah, right around there, mid-90s. Because I remember, like, I never met Ray or Sally. That was uh, that was before my my time of going down to the Olympia and all that. Um, but I remember when that happened. It was just fucking bizarre. Like, yeah, like she murdered him. Fucking crazy. And what was the story again? She's saying he was abusive, but she was also like a complete loon. Like they were both crazy. They were fighting all the time, weren't they? So episode one. 
she it's mostly her this is all i've seen so far talking about how he was abusive we were concerned like going into this and they basically just paint the story so it's kind of interesting because i feel like this is the first time ever in the history of like public television that the mass media people consume that the word schmo has been like they def- they literally define the word schmo they did not that's they amazing do. they do and um they talk about like her life and how she was the real breadwinner because she was doing wrestling. She was doing like these wrestling videos and uh, they talked about how like he didn't really have a job and didn't make any money and that she was kind of, and then they talked about like his, his propensity to be violent with her. So that's all I've heard so far. Uh, So I'm sure they're going to dig into some more and I'm sure they're going to look at her as well, but yeah, I, I could see her saying Valentine's for sure. That's well, what accent is she using? Is this like a Boston accent? Or I'm just trying to think who would say Valentine? Like, is it, a, is it because of her accent? Or is she just an idiot? Just I don't know. know. She just sounded normal to me. Like she a three-year-old like says mid- that. Midwest, okay. maybe? I don't know. Okay, now we've got to think of some other words. What are, what are some other words? Get well, I, I, what, one that bothers me is, um, um, you know, when, when people say... Um, Axe instead of ask. Oh, yeah. Ask you a question? Let me ask yeah. you a question. I'm like, no, it's ask. A-S-K. The S is before the K. It's not complicated. You know? Same letter words, actually. Or letters, so you're good. Three and three. That's a good one. I'm trying to think, though. There's, um, there's some, I have to hear them. When I hear one, Another I one that bothers me is people who don't know what they're saying when they say, for all intents and purposes... Oh, like I've right. actually heard people say for all intensive purposes. Yeah. Like, no, that's not that's not the word at all. It's intense and purposes. It's three words, but they think it's two words, intensive purposes. For all intensive purposes. And it's like, no, no, no. It's three words. <laughs> He's Ron wants to stop him so bad. He wants to stop him. Go, well, actually. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. You just said a thing that's not a thing. Spell that. Spell I used that. to say across, like across the street versus across the right. street and then one day i figured it out i heard somebody else say across the street and it just dawned on me and i was like am i doing that wrong and then i looked it up and i was like yep all my life i've just been saying it that's across. not bad though i mean you you were seven it's not a big yeah. deal it'd only be weird if you were 20 <laughs> no there's like another one that, <laughs> this is like five yeah. years ago i figured that one out <laughs> another what, one what of about, those that, um what is for what is fuck's it? sakes it's, um bothers me uh, people uh, it's yeah. supposed to be for fuck's sake and the fucks, fucks has an apostrophe s showing ownership of the sake <laughs> for the sake of the fuck for fuck's sake <laughs> it's not for I fuck's think... sake it's oh, not for I think fuck's we could plural get... Plural. It's not plural. Not multiple it's fucks. Ownership. It's not multiple fucks. Apostrophe okay. S. For fuck's sake. This Sorry. Is, I, I feel like if, if, the, if, the, if the viewers could create all of these, we could really get rant, Ron ranting. Oh, he I can so feel pissed. it now. He might have a jammer. Like, think about it. Like, well, yeah, we got to watch that, though. We don't want him to have a jammer, especially if somebody comes in and says something like, couldn't care less or, you know, one of those random ones wrong. I know that would bother him. <laughs> yeah, could care less. I could care less is not correct. Yeah. Because you could yeah. care less. You're all, well, then why'd you say less. that then? 
Yeah, couldn't I couldn't care less. Yeah. Oh, that's that is sake. one that I always laugh about. For <laughs> Ron could care less about these things. <laughs> I wish I did care less right. about these things. All right. Quest for the next time. Um, smartest ways to approach contest rebound while going completely off all gear to clean out for 12 weeks right after the show. Really want to take advantage of the rebound and gain size, but not get sloppy. Will nutrition partitioning be that inefficient that uh, partitioning be that inefficient with gear being gone? Um, maybe taper calories up. He basically gives like a suggestion, but basically, I guess what he's asking is, is, you know, what's the best way to do it without gear? Just don't eat like an asshole, man. People complicate this post contest thing. The mathematical mm -hmm. formulas coming out and carbs per gram pound. And on Tuesday I train legs. So I need, you know, percentage of calories plus 10%, blah, blah, blah. Just like Jesus, just don't eat like an asshole. I don't know. We like how like take pictures every week and make sure you don't get fat too fast. Like that's really how complicated it is it is. I don't know. Like people, I just throw my hands up and go, I don't know. Don't eat like an asshole. Like what can you get away with? Everyone could get away with a little bit different. Yeah, that's like, true. I don't know. Just take pictures. Don't eat like an asshole. Don't eat till you're sick at all. Try to avoid doing that period post show. That's a really bad habit. Yeah. And uh, just watch the scale. Don't let it go crazy on you. You know what I mean? And obviously, you, you know, if you're not going to take any gear post show, like you're not even going to kind of do a month of TRT to let everything else settle down, which is, I think, the best way to do it is minimum. If you're going to just do something, do a little bit of TRT for a month so everything else can balance out first. Right. Then mm -hmm. you can go off if you want. I don't know. That's how I would do. But. Yeah, it's just all about eating like an asshole. It's not about rice versus oatmeal or bread versus pasta. It just is not about any of that stuff. Just, you know, try to eat pretty clean most of the time. I don't know how else to put it. Dusty? Well, you, you, you nailed it. That's why I was laughing so hard because the first thing I would say is he's already got a mathematical equation in his head. He's going off for 12 weeks. He's going to maximize the 12 weeks. How do you know you need to go off 12 weeks? I know I don't need to go off for eight weeks. Blood work will tell you the answer. What yeah. if you need at 12 weeks to stay off for 16 weeks because you're still fucked? Like everyone wants to make this a fact situation. It's not. So a client will ask me on the regular, what's the plan after the show? And my response is, I don't know. Yeah. I don't fucking know. What we're going to do is put some food back in and I'm going to watch you and you're going to send me pictures in a week. And I'm going to go, oh, yeah, it looks like you need a little more. And then we're going to do it again and again and again and again until we find our spot. You know, I also think that post-show, you can't rely on your appetite to make decisions because your appetite is out of fucking control. There's not an amount of food yeah. you can't put down after a show. Like, you will be. I have clients say, I'm still hungry. I'm like, no fucking shit. Yeah, you're going to be. You've been dieting for four months. Like, we are in a caloric excess for sure. That's all you need to worry about. So what Ron said is absolutely fact. If you coach yourself, use pictures, not the mirror. The mirror lies to you. Take pictures every five to seven days. Look at the pictures. Compare them side by side. Where am I at? Am I getting fat? Am I not gaining fast enough? Look at the plan. Execute it. Then the big one is, is actually follow your plan. I think a lot of people have this gung-ho mentality after the show, but then they're eating 50% of their meals or shit. 
It's like, well, yeah, you got, you didn't get fat because your plan, you got fat because you didn't follow a plan. Yeah. So pretty simple. Yeah. Okay. All right. Totally. Yeah, I'd agree with all of that. And I wonder why he wants to come off completely right after the show, you know? Yeah, just old Maybe school. Maybe he's been on a long time. Yeah, I mean, you never yeah. know. This is a, not a question, it's a comment, but it led me to think of a question. He said, Dusty, I would love to see you try to skate and play hockey. When's the last time you were on skates? Out of curiosity. With, when's the last time you had a hockey stick in your hand on skates? Oh, man. Hi, well, it was the same day, actually. So I um, got my shoulder surgery when I was 18. I guess I had just turned 19. Um, and uh, I went through my recovery and all that. I played in a celebrity, like uh, and I, they use that term with uh, quotes, apparently, um, <clears throat> uh, game for uh, a fallen officer in Arizona. There was no checking, and I was sore for days, and I knew it was over. <laughs> that was it. My shoulder was fucked, and I was like, this is done. So, And that was it. I have not been on skate since. Um, I did um, play like just for fun uh, with stick and a puck at one point in shoes, like, like in a, at a friend's house. Cause he was just fucking around and he was like, Oh, well, let's see if you can still do that. And I will, I was actually shocked at how much that stayed. I mean, yeah. I was like, wow, I can still you shoot. Just I mean, not like top corner, top corner, you top know. corner, top corner. Were you just dancing? That's the thing is like the little shots were easy to do. I mean, I don't think I could do like a slap shot. Cause that would be ugly as shit. My body doesn't turn anymore, but like little <laughs> snapshots and stuff. I was like, fuck, I was literally like, this is going to be embarrassing. When he said it, I was like, I'll do it because I don't mind embarrassing myself. I do it all the time, but here we go. <laughs> but yeah, it was actually better than I thought. But skating would be hysterical. Um, yeah. That would be funny <laughs> in a bad way, in a good way for y'all. I should film that because I would have it. No, my YouTube no, would explode no, 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 no. with me falling on my ass yeah, in skates. We don't want you to get hurt. We don't want that. Skating seems dangerous to me. I, I get hurt eating food. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm apparently a soft little thing. I mean, shit happens. I don't know. <laughs> You're a delicate flower. I am. Delicate flower. Okay. Exactly. All right. Okay. It's obvious. Got another one here. Um, this is from Tay. He says, question for the next podcast. Uh, I know it's not good to train again on the body part that is still sore, how about doing cardio? My legs kill from two days ago and arms from last night, uh, but I got up and did fasted cardio. Now I'm wondering if it's bad. Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. You have to um, get cardio. Right, doesn't well, matter. I mean, <laughs> that's the first part. Your legs are real the second The best thing to do is ride the bike for a bit and just get them moving. Mm-hmm. I also, I mean, you know, here we go again. I don't even agree that you shouldn't train a muscle that's sore. I've done it many times. Like if you're keeping track of your CNS on other things, I've walked into the gym with sore legs to train legs and knocked the living shit out of them. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that that's wrong with the cardio part. Like Ron said, movement's the best thing. Or have you guys ever walked in the gym, your back is tight and you're coming in to train back. And then after like, one set you're like oh my back loosened up not because it was even sore just something was off like i don't know if this is going to be a good day then you get moving you're like oh i'm fine all right let's roll you know movement is a magical yeah. thing yeah. yeah yeah whenever whenever i've, I've done cardio that- it definitely loosens things up i'll feel less yeah. sore after that mm-hmm. yep 
Yeah. There's no rule. I obviously I didn't do a lot of training while I was still sore because I had my split set up in a way that I just recovered from soreness most of the time. But there's been times where I've gone into the gym with like sore biceps and done biceps again just because it rolled mm -hmm. around again and they were just still sore from my last one. But there's no there's no evidence that says you're not recovered. Like soreness is not absolutely connected to all that stuff. It's like kind of a little bit of a mystery in a lot of ways. It yeah. still does its mm -hmm. own thing sometimes, you know? So you don't just go by that alone. Well, I had a few more here. We're at over an hour of, I don't even know what we did here. Was this a podcast Nothing. or what? No. <laughs> but did you guys want to so, keep going or did you want to cut this thing? What are you guys thinking? Well, I've uh, got some Instagram questions. Yeah, we'll do a separate Instagram one for sure. Okay. So I'm with you okay. on that. Let's 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 do the cut. All right. We'll do a separate Instagram one. So this was the YouTube one. Obviously, you guys get priority when you do the YouTube questions. So they get asked on the show. Scott brings them up, forces them on us. Ooh, I had one more and to force on you. One more. One more. Because okay, we want to help we'll this guy. More. We want to help this guy. I didn't get to all of them. Uh, but we try to get through as many of them as we can, guys. And Reed had said, last week I got really sick and I lost almost 20 pounds. I still have very little appetite and I'm only consuming two to three small meals a day. Um, in my comeback from this, will still barely with still barely any appetite, what would you consider most important, protein or calorie-dense foods? Hmm. I figured well, 20 we, pounds is a lot. We gave everybody our opinions on whether we liked In N Out Burger. Maybe we could actually help somebody, you know. <laughs> now is time for In N Out Burger. Yes. Now is a good yeah. time for In N Out Burger. Yeah. 20 pounds is a lot. So you know that a lot of that is just cellular hydration. It's not like he needs to add tissue back. You know what I mean? He needs to fill up those cells. Yeah. So flushing the body with fluid and carbs and and salt would be great just rehydrating his body getting that and as he moves through um a cycle of workouts like you know back chest legs arms whatever as he as he gets his whole body done once he should f gain a lot of that back um so i would i would focus on getting you know obviously calorie dense foods are going to be a big help right now if he's got no appetite but i wouldn't go pure junk obviously he could probably afford to throw a few in and outs in there um, with 20 pounds gone. But you got to remember too, that if appetite's the problem, if he just bangs back junk meals, he'll probably just be super full again for hours and hours and hours. Um, so I'd maybe, you know, just concentrate on getting, you know, m multiple meals in per day. And if you got to use some calorie dense foods like peanut butter, steak, eggs, that sort of stuff, that's what I would go with for my protein sources, you know, steak and eggs, that sort of thing. I don't know. Just yeah. depends. Yeah, How you, bad is he? Can he afford to eat clean and come back that way? Right? Because if he lost 20 pounds and he's kind of fat, then he doesn't need to put 20 pounds back on. Yeah. Right? Well, I, so. I think you also have to factor in last week you got really sick. You did not lose 20 pounds of muscle, like Ron said. Yeah. So I wouldn't be overly concerned with your scale at all. I'd more be concerned with getting back to eating again. So in that case, I do exactly what Ron said, which is, this is for me personally, I can be stuffed and eat steak because I love steak. And even though it tried to kill me, um, 
I would probably eat three steak meals a day with rice and then see if I could have shake and peanut butter or something like that for a couple other meals just because it's easier to get down. If I wasn't hungry, I can still eat steak or ground beef or even salmon if you need something that's really, really light that's calorically dense. It's a good route to go. But I wouldn't – the scale is where people fuck themselves because his first thought is how quick can I get this 20 pounds back? And you did not lose 20 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll come back two, three weeks. That weight will be back. You'll be fine. I just would not worry. And the hydration. That's what I would add. The hydration hydration. is everything. Absolutely. Focus on fluids. Focus on minerals. Yeah. Focus on minerals. Make sure you have sodium in all your meals. And that's Mm -hmm. what I – yeah. It's interesting because I heard um, this this woman that I uh, she does uh, FST therapy locally here, and she worked with a lot of like powerlifters and strong men, but no bodybuilders. And then I started seeing her, and then through me, I introduced her to a bunch of people. And like a year later, she's like, you know, I noticed with you guys, it's so different. She's like, you guys get your muscle is so much more dehydrated than everybody else that I work on bodybuilders. That is, and she said, I've noticed mm-hmm. that like after you do a show. You, you don't, your tissues don't come back like it can it takes like a month or two months before it feels like your connective tissues are actually rehydrated. And so she was saying she and I can see this like, you know, the muscle, it can fill back out fast. But that connective tissue, it doesn't rehydrate as quickly. So it's going to take it's going to take time if he's down 20 pounds. I bet he's weak as fuck, you know, and that's going to mm-hmm. be hydration related. So I would focus on that. And take your time with the food and, and, and definitely don't force anything. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think the last thing he needs to do is like be like trying to power shove food right now either. You know? Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Valid. We help somebody, guys. Okay. We helped one person. If we can help one person for fuck's sake. <laughs> We can, we can do it today. No rats on For sake. fuck's sakes. Um, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not Don't letting forget. you. I'm not letting you two ruin my, my mood. I'm Ron, I need you on this one. Look, 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 Ron. Look up. That's Mutant. what you're going to do next. Ah. Mutant. I'm going to do the mutant, uh, the mutant thing. Thanks yes. to Mutant, obviously, for supporting us. Boom. Always, uh, always want to help us get, yeah, help us make the show worthwhile. So uh, go to immutant.com and use your code BigRon20 or Dusty20 in the United States. There we go. There we go. Only. I'm just kidding. <laughs> BigRon20, Dusty20, use whichever code you want. Alternate back and forth if that's your thing. Maybe there is. I like to think that there's a lady out there that uses both our codes, Dusty. I like that too. It's a lie, but I feel good about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, she uses know. yours because okay. she got a thing for you, and then she uses mine because she feels bad for me. It's cool. Um, yeah, I'll take whatever I get. I don't sympathy code use is fine. I like a bit of sympathy absolutely. code use. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. There's been times in my life where sympathy code use was all I was getting. <laughs> there was a I'm thread not in code. There was a thre- exactly. Yeah. There was a thread in the group, and it was a heated thread, and people were going back and forth and arguing, and then somebody just dropped in there. You know, guys, I understand there's a lot of you know you know tense emotions going on, but I think it's important that somebody mentioned that the code uh, Dusty Twenty 
works in the U.S. only or something like, you know, like only where the only code that works in the U.S. is Dusty 20, like completely out of the blue, had nothing to do with the conversation. <laughs> I love when my lie just gets rolling, just keeps rolling. It had nothing to I do like with that. that. It was good. I like that. Oh, OK, cool. like, share, subscribe, comment. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. There we go. Thanks, everybody. You know, some of these episodes, I don't even remember if we did anything worthwhile. And then, probably not. And then It'll the comments popular. come and they're like, oh, thanks for helping me with my decision. I bought a leg press for my home gym. It's been awesome. You know, yeah. I agree I'll never so say much for about fuck's sakes anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't you did help people I was there. For fuck's sake, wrong. Yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. Yeah. Well, we try to change the world. Okay, everybody. <laughs> remember, it's just bodybuilding. <laughs>